We've hit over 10 million COVID cases in the United States. What's it like when your ex are sitting a pop star? Cassie David is sharing her side of the Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson saga. And Aunt Viv herself, Daphne Maxwell-Reed, is talking to us about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. The date, November 12th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hello, friends. I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Safford. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. Um, Zach, I have one and only one thing to talk to you about today. I will sign off of the show right afterwards because it's all I care about. And it is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> I'm so glad you bring this up because my phone has been blowing up with people asking me if I've watched it. I have not yet, <laughs> but... Casey, I think you have, right? Oh, I watched it last night as soon as I could. You know, one, anything new during this, like, quarantine, I'm game for. Like, I need something new in my life. And I was, like, super excited about this because I've never been to Salt Lake City. But, like, these previews have been, like, very Mormon heavy. And just, like, I'm interested to see, like, this insight into a different, very rich and religious culture that is happening there. I just want to give like a little taste of it. All you need to know is that there is one woman named Mary who married her step-grandfather because it was written into her grandmother's will that she do so. That is messy. I'm watching the show immediately. (laughs) That is so messy. (laughs) I, what's so amazing about this show is that I just was in Salt Lake City recently as I drove cross country and I've gone to Salt Lake City a bunch, you know, Park City is right outside Salt Lake City. So Sundance, a lot of us in journalism have to go there, but it is a very conservative place. Utah is deeply red, deeply Mormon, and the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City seems very ratchet. And like these girls are not living by Mormon ideals. It's a split situation. So you do meet some people. There's some people that are that are Mormon. There are some people that are, have been excommunicated because of a divorce, which was crazy because she's fourth generation Mormon because someone in her family used to be the bodyguard for Brigham Young. Like the man himself. I know. So, and then you've got some people who are Jewish, then someone who's Jewish and converted to Mormonism. It is all over the place, but it is this divide of like, you know, do you drink? Do you not drink? What level of sin are you at? Um, so it is, it's truly wild and I highly suggest it for anyone. And I hear, and I know we have news to get to, but I hear there is a gay person on the show, oh which God. is incredible because gay people yes. in Mormonism don't really go together a lot. It, it is. And he, that family is hilarious to watch. They really did give me Shit's Creek vibes because I think they either came from Chicago or New York or one of, one of those cities. And are now in Utah. So it's like a culture shock and they some semi don't fit in and it's hilarious. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I will tune in and we can talk about it more. <laughs> okay, yes, but you know, I guess we should get to the news. Yeah, the news. <laughs> so what's going on, Zach? Okay. So COVID cases continue to spike across the US and we've now hit over 10 million cases. So does that mean we're headed for a lockdown again? Here's what Dr. Fauci had to say, appearing on ABC's Good Morning America today. You know, I don't know. We would like to stay away from that, Robin, because there is no appetite for locking down uh, on the American public. But I believe that we can do it without a lockdown. I, I really do. I mean, sometimes when people talk about the measures that I'm suggesting we double down on, they equivocate that and say that, well, that that uh, makes that not uh, a lockdown. It isn't necessarily lockdown. You could still get businesses going. You could still have economic uh, forward thinking while you're doing that. You don't necessarily have to shut everything down. Hopefully we won't have to do that. If we can do the public health measures, we wouldn't have to do that. 
Those measures include things we've been told over and over again. Wash your hands, don't congregate in large settings, especially not indoors, wear a mask. But some states are forging ahead with new restrictions. For example, New York is putting a curfew back in place for restaurants and gyms. Meanwhile, President-elect Biden has named Ronald Klain as his chief of staff. If you're wondering who this guy is, he used to be President Obama's Ebola czar, and this assessment he gave about COVID on MSNBC in February is pretty spot on. The American people don't need to hear from Donald Trump or Mike Pence about the coronavirus. They need to hear from the experts who know the facts, who know what's happening. What Vice President Pence should be doing, or whoever else he's brought in to work on this, should be speeding up our response. Our response is too slow. We are not getting hospitals ready. We are not getting testing kits deployed. We are not doing the double-time work we should be doing to be getting ready for the inevitable. And this line of thinking preceded that interview. In an op-ed from January for The Atlantic titled Coronavirus is Coming and Trump Isn't Ready, Klain noted, quote, Five presidents, liberals and conservatives, Democrats and Republicans, have looked to Tony Fauci for advice. It is not impossible to imagine Trump being the first to angrily dismiss the counsel he offers if it does not fit with his own poor instincts. A president who calls generals babies and cowards will have to sit face-to-face with experienced global health security professionals and listen. He will have to put his isolationist biases and anti-science mindset aside and let expertise, not his personal inclinations or the political whims of his base, guide U.S. policy. He will have to trust bureaucrats, diplomats, career staff, and agency appointees who are not Team MAGA. And finally, Georgia will proceed with hand-counting ballots since they've been asked for a recount. Why are they hand-counting? Well, let's get Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger's take speaking to CNN. Uh, it's in state law that we had to do a statewide audit this year. Uh, we have new voting machines with a verifiable paper ballot. Prior to this year, we had the old DRE electronic voting systems without a paper ballot. So this was one of the things that was in House Bill 316. So we're doing a statewide audit. We had to pick a statewide race and we chose the presidential race. We understand the national significance of this race. And it's also very close within 14,000. We thought this was the most objective way of really picking up, doing an audit for a race that really mattered. Most states will need to certify the results by the end of November, and typically recounts are triggered if a candidate's lead is at or under one percentage point. President Trump has said he would seek a recount in Wisconsin, and his lawsuits in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia to stop the count of votes altogether have been dismissed. I mean, at this point, it's just... (sighs) them putting on a show because when you talk about the history of recounts, we're talking about like a difference of 400 to 500 votes. You know, right now we've got Biden has a 14,000 plus lead. It's just not going to there's not going to be a different outcome than what it already is. It is this is an extraordinary measure being taken by the White House, which has been a theme for the past four years of extraordinary measures in the face of historical accuracies. And it is only historically accurate that recounts usually only matter when it is a few hundred votes, as you have you noted. But in this case, Joe Biden does lead many more thousand votes than uh, Trump does in many of the same states. So it's a very special situation, but we will keep tracking it here for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, so get us up to speed on everything entertainment and pop culture. Well, if you thought you've heard every possible angle on the Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande relationship and then breakup, 
you are extremely wrong. Cassie David is detailing her side of the story in her new memoir. And to be honest, I'm probably going to buy this book based on everything I've already heard about it. In case you didn't know, Cassie is Pete's ex. They broke up right before he started dating Ariana. She's also a comedian, writer, and producer. And uh, oh yeah, she's the daughter of Larry David. That's very important to know for this story. In her memoir, No One Asked for This, Cassie describes her relationship with Pete as both intense and unstable. After she finally built up the nerve to initiate a break, she regretted it. Pete did not, and just a day after they officially broke up, he started dating the world's most famous pop star and began covering up his tattoos he had dedicated to Cassie. Cassie wrote that when she found out, she was on the way to her sister's graduation and spent the entire plane ride shaking in her father's arms. She was so devastated that she woke up screaming in her hotel room. And then the one and only Larry David comforted her with these words. And I quote, Cassie, come on, your ancestors survived the Holocaust. She says that things got worse when Ariana's fans began bullying her online, writing that it was hard to stop imagining them, quote, immediately falling in love, accompanied by audio of her baby voice whispering sweet nothings in his ear, dubbed over his past declarations of love and trust to me. Those words are very dad-centric. I am not Jewish, but like, what a thing to remind yourself of perspective in all these situations. Yeah, that is such a dad line to have, especially Larry David. I will say, I do like the candor of which Cassie's talking about this and the title of her memoir, which is No One Asked For This, because she's right. No one did ask for this, and she does address like how privileged she is. But I think like with that, you know, take on it, I'm I'm okay with it. I'd like to read this book. And I also think that I read that where she was talking to her dad of something along the lines of like, oh man, dad, are you embarrassed of me? Where I'm like someone that we would make fun of now. And I think that is like, you know, that self-awareness is part of her humor, just like her dad's self. Yeah. And I love that both of them, I guess, as artists and public figures are really good at giving us kind of an inside look of the interiority of their circumstances. And while it is an incredibly privileged place to be, I'm very interested in like the child of a very famous actor being in a love triangle with Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande, who's writing songs about everything. Like this is incredible yeah, content. Those are a lot of big names and I want to know about it. I've got time on my hands. 100%. We are in a pandemic. I have time. I can sit here and read this book. So thank you, Cassie, for I'll making I'll read it, it during commercial breaks of Salt Lake City. Exactly. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we've got Daphne Maxwell-Reed, a.k.a. Aunt Viv from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Stay right there. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hi, I'm Robert Sex Reese, host of the Dr. Sex Reese Show. And every episode, I listen to people talk about their sex and intimacy issues. And yes, I despise every minute of it. I yeah. mean, she, she made mistakes, too. Right? That's I mean, true. She, she did she, kill everyone at her wedding. But hell is real. We're all trapped here. And there's nothing any of us can do about it. So join me, won't you? Listen to the Dr. Sex Reese Show every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Give us your attention, we need everything you got fast Waiting on reparations, we be the illest podcast Tune in every Thursday, politics and wordplay We fight for the people cause they got us in the worst way From the hill to Brazil, Bombay to Kanye From the left enclave to what the neocons say Every Thursday, cop the heady conversation And, and break us off with some bread cause we waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Welcome back. If you can't be with your entire extended family this Thanksgiving, at least you can spend it with the banks. HBO Max is set to debut the very long-awaited, highly requested Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion just ahead of the holiday. Here to talk to us about it is Daphne Maxwell-Reed. You may also know her as Aunt Viv. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you all today? Great. So happy to have you here. Thank you for the invitation. Of course. So people have been asking for this to happen for years and years. Why did you decide to do it now? I didn't decide. (laughs) (laughs) Will said, would you like to join me and celebrate the 30th anniversary of the first airing of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? And I was brilliant enough not to say no. (laughs) So what can we expect to see? You can expect to see a reunion of the entire cast, and you can expect to see that they are hmm, having a big fun time. There'll be lots of laughs and there'll be tears. There'll be dancing. There'll be stories, even the ones that we had never heard before. There'll be Mm. surprise guests. There'll be, it'll be a blast. It it was a fabulous day or two of shooting. Mm. And I hope in the editing, it came out as much fun as we had doing it. Um, And what's really exciting about you all getting back together is that you seem to be a pretty close-knit group of people, like you're good friends still. And I have to know, was there any concern when you guys were getting together that you'd feel like, wait, we've talked about these things a million times before. Why do we need to talk about them again? Absolutely not. No, (laughs) we we learned a lot of new stuff that we had never spoken about. And we heard some stories from each of us that the others had never heard. So it was a great time to share lots of things, not just rehash things we've been talking about for years. And I have to know, do you guys have a group text? Is there a group chat for the Bel Air cast that you have going on? (laughs) No, we have individual email addresses. We're... We don't go for blasting. (laughs) If that's something to say to me, tell me. (laughs) Do you guys ever wish the show had gone on a little longer, like maybe another season? Or do you think it ended at the right time? It ended when it was supposed to end. I never um, wish for anything different. When you get lightning in a bottle, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And we were um, lucky enough to have been informed that the last year was going to be the last year so that you could prepare for whatever you wanted Mm. to do after the season was over. It wasn't like they came and told you uh, at the last episode, well, you're not coming back. We didn't have that problem. We knew that it was going to be the last episode. We played to it and we developed the storylines to go with it as well. Speaking of those storylines, if it had been extended, would there have been anything you wanted to tackle or see something fun or emotional? I wasn't in the creative end. I'm, <laughs> I'm a worker. I just go to work. 
<laughs> I understand that. Well, we know there's a segment in the reunion where Will Smith clears some air with your predecessor, Janet Hubert Witten. Uh, so does it feel good for the rest of the cast to have this issue resolved and put to bed on the special? I'm sorry, but you'll have to ask them. I'd never met the woman, so... <laughs> um, when I joined the cast, they never spoke of it. They uh, didn't deal with the past. They started from the day I got there forward. So this show, Fresh Prince, and your role on it has meant so much to so many people. I can imagine you get a lot of fans coming up to you when you're out and about. But I imagine things get even crazier when you're out with your husband, Tim Reed, who is an amazing actor known for so many iconic roles and who a lot of us millennials know as Ray from Sister, Sister. Do you get a lot of, whoa, Aunt Viv is married to Ray? <laughs> well, a lot of people are surprised at that. And it's like such an old story. That I you mean you didn't know that? <laughs> When we're out together, they usually recognize him. And uh, he's a bigger star than me. (laughs) They kind of like, oh, and you're you. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) when I'm out by myself, if I'm not in full drag makeup and hair, nobody knows who I am. But I feel like you probably will be getting recognized more now. I mean, this show is about to come out. The reunion's coming out. And also Sister Sister is back on Netflix and, and currently trending. So like you two are both big stars on the internet right now. And if we had some place to go, maybe we'd get recognized. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. <laughs> All right. So before we let you go, we have to know, you know, the reunion's going to come out. I know a lot of us are going to love it already. But, you know, after this, do you think there's going to be some more specials? Will there be one-offs kind of like the Brady Bunch did after they did their reunions? That's another Westbrook Will Smith question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you. Sorry. I'd love to go to work anytime anybody calls. Okay. Uh, hey, they've got a new program that they're starting now. Will is working with a young director on a new Fresh Prince but it's the dramatic version, and that should be really exciting. That's going to be on the um, Peacock Network. Yep. But I'll be around. I I got Christmas movie coming on after this, and yep. I've got other projects in the works. So we'll be seeing Aunt Viv, even if she isn't Aunt Viv. We oh, love that. We love amazing. that. Amazing. We love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Be well. Okay. One more thing. Interviewing is kind of hard. We prepare a lot for our own interviews in advance, sometimes days in advance, and occasionally we get nervous, especially if it's a big name. But going forward, let us all channel the power that Letta Powell Drake had while interviewing actors in the 70s and 80s on Nebraska Public TV. A bit of background on Letta, she's in the Nebraska Broadcasters Hall of Fame and the Nebraska Press Women's Hall of Fame, so she's kind of a very big deal. Let's let her rip this morning. You got to work with Burton, Richard Burton yes. and the Tempest. Yes, I did. And now he's dead. Oh, yes. Bing Russell, is he still alive, Kurt? You've done some brilliant pictures. You've done some stinkers. Really? <laughs> I, you know, she is a possibility model for me. Because, Casey, you know this very well, too. When you are interviewing people, especially very, very famous people, like we hear her doing in the 70s and 80s, you are publicists get in the way. They very much are kind of like... F- helping steer where the conversation goes and what you cannot say. She was like, screw it. We're asking all the questions that everyone that's messy wants to ask. And she goes for it. 
Yeah, she she kind of reminds me like if my mom or someone who doesn't really know the gravity of these actors just kind of like sees them as normal people and she's just like, yeah, so what's the deal with you? Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's like that frankness is hilarious because you usually see these polished interviews and she like literally sometimes straight up asks people if they think they're a good actor, which is wild. It's incredible. And she's kind of, what she reminds me of is like Jimmy Kimmel or David Letterman who are all comedians, but like people who are trained in broadcast journalism are trained in a very certain way where you don't do things like that and maybe we should be it makes things more entertaining and these celebrities get to get uh on their toes stay on their toes in a way so we, we stand i saw um someone on twitter saying that this would be the perfect role for elisa kudrow and i'm like hard <gasps> she yes is very much that type of chaos she's very that chaos so i completely... that is this is chaotic and that is the energy of 2020 and i love 100 percent <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. Join us tomorrow when we are joined by Stephen LeConte. He's back for more DM 911. And remember, I've never met that lady. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. You've always had the feeling that there's something strange about reality. According to the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast, there is. On the show, hosts Robert Lamb and Joe McCormick examine neurological quandaries, cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and much more. Prosthetics are true testaments to not only human craftsmanship and ingenuity, but also to the plasticity of the human brain. Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.